JD Talking Sports. It is Friday, September 17th, 2021. The day after the Day of Atonement. Giants yesterday, 30-29. Harris went to bed saying that, that you know, that, you know, they he said the game's over. They missed a field goal. I go, dude, they missed a field goal. Because Dexter Lawrence jumped offside. Now I talked to Harris, talked to Carroll. You cannot win a game kicking five field goals. And I don't care if Gano's made 35 straight. That's great. He is automatic is a good word for him. But you cannot win on five field goals. Also, you had Danny Dimes, who ran for 95 yards, over 249 yards. He had a 50-yard touchdown run, which was a thing of beauty. But the running back, what's it, uh, C.J. Board, whatever his name is, he jumped in and made a block. They called it for a holding. It was called for holding. And it ends up that they, that was it. They brought it back. They got a field goal. Instead of being up 14-10, they were only up 10-7 at the time. And, you know, that's a big play. You know, that's a big play. That's a big turn. They give a touchdown at the end of the half that they were stacked on the right side. He went in. Nobody touched him. Brian Baldinger was like, that was terrible. It was terrible. The defense wasn't great. You know, they talk about how, you know, he's a, that he's a special teams coach, Joe Judge. And, you know, mental mistakes happen. Mental mistakes will kill you. They will kill you. They will destroy you. And they did. And they ended up losing the game. Yeah, and, and Darius Slayton, that was not a great pass. I know Harris said go back and watch it again. I did. That was overthrown. It was too far. He had to be, he was running his ass off and it still was. You saw Kenny Galladay drawing at Danny Dimes. There was a lot of drop passes. You had one good run by Saquon Barkley, who has a Nike Air 3 out now. For what? He had a great rookie year. Since then, he's been injured. All I keep hearing these accolades he's given, you know, he's given commercials, he's got his shoe and all this stuff. And on the field, a 41-yard run where if you watched, he went out of bounds. He ran out of bounds. He didn't want to be touched. After that, I think he had a 41-yard run, and from there, he averaged like two yards a carry, everything else. I got to check his stats again, but he had 41 yards rushing on one play, and the rest he did bum diddly. You know, I mean, just like ridiculous. Just, you know, they're 0-2 for the fifth straight year, which is crazy. Fifth straight year, 0-2. And, yeah, I wanted to see. So Barkley yesterday, Daniel Jones was a leading rusher. But Barkley had 11 rushes for 16 yards. I mean, ran in the line. He had one other good run, I saw. But the 41-yard run, that's it. They Devontae Booker and Daniel Jones had nine rushes for 95 yards. They've been over 100, but they called it back for holding. And that's it. So he finished with 249. Shepard, after having 100, over 100 yards his first game, has... 94 nine catches yesterday and on the season he is 19 catch i'm sorry 16 receptions 207 and a touchdown he's having a good day galladay had three for 38 and eight targets slayton three for 54 six they had a lot of drop passes rudolph had two catches on only his two target caden smith had a nice catch but there were a lot of overthrows. There was not a lot. You know, they should have had a touchdown. He was wide open. But that's the thing. When a guy's that wide open, that's sometimes the hardest pass to throw in a game. It really is. Because, you know, the guy's wide open. You're trying to throw it. You're not trying to throw it too hard, but you're not trying to throw it too, uh, under throw it and everything. 
That's what we're trying to do. Look at this. I got Gumbo Chef and Rhonda here tonight. How great is that? Eight o'clock at night. This is not when I wanted to do my show. I had I had so much written down. I'm probably going to keep going. I don't know if I have it in me tonight. I did not sleep last night. I did a little sleep study. I did this breathing test because to check my gut for bacteria. Do you want to know all this stuff? No, you don't. You don't. You don't at all. But you want to, there is stuff you do want to know on JD Talking Sports. Drop your G on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes. Write me on iTunes. Let's get this audience more. Get a bigger audience for you. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm everywhere. How about now? Am I shocked by the snow? Fake vaccine cards are a real problem in the NFL. Two agents told Kalen Keller, Keller that their players asked for help getting a fake. They declined. Another agent told told her that a player told him that a big name guy on his team has a fake card. These are professionally paid athletes that are getting fake vaccination cards. Am I shocked? Not at all. But still, I'm a little shocked. I mean, you guys are playing football and you're getting fake cards, you know. And then you had Taylor Heineke last night. Now, I saw this in Morning Blitz, but I want to confirm it because I wasn't sure if it was the real deal. But Washington wins with a field goal. Taylor Heineke, by playing in over 60% of the snaps because Fitz was out and getting a win, he made $125,000 incentive. He could see that m money on many occasions if he finds more success. He contains a, it contains a club game win bonus that will award him that amount of cash every time he plays the required amount of snaps and up to 12 victories. Do the math. It's going to make over a million bucks if they win 12 games. Well, he's already $125,000 richer. And they got it. They did. $125,000 for last night. That's not bad for a day's work. That's what Ronda makes one day working. Gumbo Chef makes that just breathing. They're both mind machines. Me, I'm more of a grinder. Not the not the not the site folks. Grind. I'm I'm, I'm a grinder. Yeah, I know it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I am. I just keep grinding. I just get knocked down. Like like Ken Burns is doing a four part documentary starting September nineteenth, starting Sunday night. I think on PBS. I'm dying to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited about that. Very excited. Yeah, I'm a grinder. Yeah, it didn't that didn't come out? Yeah, I'm a grinder. <laughs> I don't want to, that's what I, yeah, I just keep going. I'm just, I get knocked down, I get, I get knocked down, I get up again, da, 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 but I don't know the rest of the words. I get knocked down, I get up again, do, 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 whatever. All right. Carrie, Carly Lloyd yesterday, five goals against Paraguay, and I saw on SportsCenter, she scored against 37 different countries. They won nine nothing, five goals in a, in a friendly yesterday, and she got at a ball where she tipped it with her foot over the goalie. I was like, I can't do that shit. Jersey girl. Gotta love that. Jersey girl. Huge. Norm MacDonald, rest in peace. But this was interesting. I saw it's the greatest gig in the world, being alive. You get to eat at Denny's, wear a hat, whatever you want to do. Health is wealth, baby. And he kept it from everybody. He didn't want any people like, but I, I saw that. I was, I was very, that, that was sad to me. That was very sad. And Peyton and Eli, Monday Night Football, drew 8,000 viewers they got 15.3 million viewers total. And I had the stats right here. Yeah. Most watched week one since 2013, up 42% and 17%. 42% from 2020 and 17% from 2019 for the early game because they have double headers. But how about that? 15 point most since 2013. Football isn't going anywhere, folks. Not anywhere. Nada. Nada. And the 
Morning Blitz, if you're not, it's a great, they put a trivia question. They have some great stuff on there. But for the first time, last week, the first time in NFL history, the first five quarterbacks selected in the NFL draft all scored a touchdown in week one. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is going to play against Zach Wilson this Sunday at MetLife. Very exciting. And ESPN and TNT, well, this is kind of cool. Now, this is great for Michigan because Michigan loves her hockey. Now, 103 exclusive NHL games across ESPN, ESPN Plus, Hulu, and ABC beginning October 12th. 75 exclusive regular season games on ESPN Plus and Hulu. ESPN and ABC will do 28 games. 1,000 out-of-network games on ESPN Plus throughout the season. And there's also TNT. Yeah, that's Disney. But TNT also has, they have, uh, Montreal's going to host the 2022 NHL Draft. And Turner Sports is going to have Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and Paul Bissonnette. Those are the guys. A lot more hockey. The coverage will be better. I know Michigan will be ecstatic about that, as well as she should be. Yeah, that's, that's good times, right? And Yankees, Gallo hit his fourth home run, fourth game in a row with a home run today. They lost 3-2 yesterday. They should have swept the Orioles. Should have swept them, but they were a strike away, pass ball on Sanchez, and whoop, there it goes. They lose yesterday. They're a half game behind Boston and Toronto in the wild card, but this is what's crazy. They're 11-8 against the Orioles this year. The Rays are 18-1. They're also 30 wins, 37 losses in the AL East. That's You're never going to win the division that way. I'm hearing reports that if they don't make the playoffs, he could be gone uh, Boone, because he really doesn't fire up the players. 17% of the Orioles win this season have come against the Yankees. Eight. Eight. Eight of the 47 wins. 20% of the Rays wins this season have come against the Orioles. 18 of the 91. Crazy. Thank you, Jason Bernard. So the O's versus the Rays, Jays, and Sox are 10 and 38. And first, the Yankees. So they have 10 wins total against the Rays, Jays, and Sox. They have eight wins against the Yankees. No bueno. No bueno at all. Orioles are 8 and 11 versus the Yankees, 4 and 9 against the Sox, and 5 and 11 versus the Jays, and 1 and 18 against. That's why you win the division. You go 1 and 18 against the, against the Rays. He's out of the lineup today. He's a little banged up. Or was that? Yes, that was yesterday. He was out of the lineup. And the Yankees have clinched their 29th straight winning season, 93 through 2021, 39 in a row from 26 through 64. They went 39 season in a row winning seasons in a row. Well, they're at 29 right now, which is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and I'm not, yeah, Gleyber Torres, not, not good. You Well, Cole came back Tuesday, got five solid innings. You know, they have to stockpile wins, but then they lost yesterday. They're playing, today they're playing the Guardians, not the, can't call them the Indians. They're going to be the Guardians. And they were down 5 nothing Monday against the Twins. Came back 1-6-5. Their biggest comeback of the season. And Anthony Volpe, I read this. This is great. Two years removed from being taken by New York. The 30th pick, 30th pick in the 2019 MLB draft. He played with Mark Leiter, Al Leiter's son, at Del Barton, where they won, a, they won a state championship in 2019. He has become the 15th overall prospect in baseball and MLB's pipeline latest rank, ranking. Entering yesterday, 296, 426 on base, 613 
uh, slugging, 26 home runs, 32 steals across 105 games between low A Tampa and high A Hudson Valley. He's one of only two members of the 25-25 club in the minor leagues. And his 173 WRC, that stands for Weight Runs Created Plus, which is 100 is league average and 150 would be 50% above the league. So he's only behind Julio Rodriguez's 174. That's how productive he's been this year. And, you know, Volpe, you know, he says, when Jeter went up, I remember that year before he started, this is what he said. But he has the beyond, he's thinking behind, he said. In 94, he started in high A Tampa, went to double A Albany, and then triple A Columbus all one year. He just hit and hit and hit, and the next year he was in the big leagues. He said, I think he can build a depth chart and have some idea of it, but these guys, they'll push themselves. There's nothing he can't do. It's a dream, he said, of calling himself a Yankee shortstop one day. That's the only way I can put it. It's every kid's dream to one day to be a Yankee and wear the pinstripes. It's not something I take lightly to have the opportunity to one day do. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the big picture. Thank you, Sam Dykstra, MLB.com. Now think about this. Volpe, last year, there was no minor league season. So he, he came in 180. He's up to 195. He worked. He, he went to Westchester, worked with a hitting coach. He watched, he watched uh, at-bats of all these players, nitpicked everything. And he worked on, you know, his hitting. And the power just came and everything. He's improved his game. I remember when they drafted him, I was like another shortstop. But I, he went to Del Barden. He was, he's a Jersey boy. He's right near me. I've passed the school numerous times when I co- coach and uh, train my kids. And unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Awesome. Awesome. I, I wish him well. I hope he gets there. Mets lost Wednesday 11-4 to the Cardinals. They were swept. Five games back in the wild card with 15 left to play. 72-75. and 75. Not good. Not good. Stroman pitched well on Tuesday. 288 RBI. Alonzo, 0-19 streak. Early this week, he snapped the bat on his leg. Baez, ninth home run as a Met. So, yeah. And they're playing the Phillies tonight. They are losing. They are playing them. They're playing right now. Indians, Yankees are up 1-0. Gallo on a middle of the fourth. And the Mets are losing one nothing to the Phillies. Also, I could I would be remiss if I did not bring up last night, Louisiana blew out Ohio. The Raging Cajuns, 49-14 over the Bobcats. Frank Solich retired, and they are kicking ass and taking names. So Raging Cajuns got the win yesterday. But the Phillies were down 7-0 in the fourth yesterday to the Cubs. They won they won 19 to 8. I'm sorry, 17-8. They were down 7-0 in the fourth. They ended up winning 17-8. They are three games back of Atlanta in the NL East and two and a half games behind the Cards in the wild card race. The Phillies are the first NL team in the modern era to trail by seven-plus runs in a game but end up winning by nine-plus runs. And Bryce Harper had a three-run home run. The Cubs on June 30th led 7-0, lost 15-7. They lost... They were up 7-0 last night. They lost 17-8. The only MLB team in the modern era to have two games in a season where they led by 7-plus runs, only to lose by 7-plus runs. Yeah, that was June 30th, the loss of the Brewers. August 27th, they were up on the on the White Sox, 6-0 after one, lost 17-13, and they lost 17-8. Thank you, Megan Montemurro. She's the Cubs beat writer for the Chicago Tribune. And every September 15th is going to be Roberto Clemente Day, who 
died when he was going to bring food supplies to Nicaragua, right? Was it Nicaragua? Yes. Roberto Clemente. He was in a very old plane, too. He was bringing, so he was, he had crashed off. He died in a plane crash in Puerto Rico. He was going to Nicaragua following it for relief supplies, and the plane was an old plane, went down and killed him. 3,000 career hits. Aaron Judges hit his 35th home run of the season. Yankees up 2-0. Judges, hey, he's playing for a new contract. Why not? Dodgers going for their, with a win tonight, they would win, be the first team with five separate seven-game win streaks in a single season since the 2009 last time Yankees were world champs when they beat the Phillies 4-2 in the World Series. They have the MLB wins leader. They have the starter with a 232 ERA. They have a future Hall of Famer with a 217 ERA. And s- Sunday, another three times. So you have uh, Urias, Scherzer. You don't even have Trevor Bauer pitching anymore. You have... Uh, What's his name? What's Walker? What's his name? Walker. Walker Burley. I mean, that is a, they're stacked. Imagine playing them in a, in the playoffs. You got four like that. You're in trouble. Yankees are not pitching like that. Nobody is pitching like that. And they're trying to be the 2009 Yankees last time they won a title. They clinched the, clinched the playoff berth Tuesday for the ninth season in a row. First team to clinch this season was the Giants. And Otani has been shut down for probably he's not going to pitch the rest of the season. They said he'll DH, but he's not going to pitch. And Trout, who hasn't played since mid, mid, mid-May with a calf injury, they said he's probably not going to play the rest of the season. Think about that. Otani shut down pitching, and they still did all right. They said he's still going to get the MVP just because of the whole season, the body of work. But he's really slumped the second half of the season. Whereas you have, I think, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he's had a hell of a season. And... Salvador Perez tied Johnny Bench with 45 home runs. That's the most by a catcher, which is crazy. When the primary pitcher was a catcher, primary primary position was catcher. Bench did it in, in, in 70, and Salvador Perez did it in this season. Both for 45. 154 hits. 40. Uh, so, I'm sorry, it's 155 hits. 45 home runs, 111 RBIs, 865 OPS, 3 to 5 total bases, and a 5 war which is wins above, is that what, what does war stand for in baseball? Wins above replacement. Yeah. So one guy I was reading saying that he also has made the 15th most outs in the majors this season, can't have the greatest offensive season of any uh, of anything with a 317 on-base percentage. That's what he says. But I feel like he's really had a hell of a season for a, not a great team right now. But 45 home run, he is tied with the, uh, Guerrero. And then I saw this from Manny Ramirez on Tuesday. He goes, I'm paying the consequences of my bad decisions, but I also think that the team owners should take away the World Series rings and all the money they made. They should also take away the Cy Young Awards trophies. That's a slippery slope because you go after all these guys. But hey, he knows he screwed up. And yeah, he was he was phenomenal watch. I mean, the stories about him that he went up to hit a home run with a broken bat. They're like, dude, the bro- bat was broken. He's like, eh. I mean, crazy. And then he got the Rays, eight and a half games. They won uh, over the Tigers 5-2, 91-56. Magic number to Clint Division 8, playoffs 7. And you have Meadows on the Rays, who is was one RBI last night from being the first race in 2010, 2010 Longoria with 
who had 100, but he flew out. Yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, I saw Juan Soto on Tuesday, this is from Sarah Langs, reached base safely four times uh, Tuesday night. It's the 20th time he's reached base safely four times in a game this season. Only played to do that more times in the season at age 22 or younger since at least 1901 was Ted Williams did it 21 times. That's how great a player Juan Soto is on a very bad team. And the Orioles have to win one of the next 16. If they win, if they go 1-15 in the next 16, they cannot tie the club record for most losses in a season, which was 115 in 2018. So we'll see if that works out. And th- this was interesting. The low-A West League is going with a 15-second pitch clock in June. Before the pitch clock, the games were averaging 3 hours and 2 minutes. After the pitch clock, 21 minutes talk- taken off the games. Since the arrival of the clock, the league has also seen more runs, more action, more homers, fewer walks, fewer strikeouts. Now, Major League Baseball, the average time of a nine-inning game is up nearly 20 minutes just over the last 10 years and by more than half an hour since the 80s. Too many pitching changes. I'm all for I'm all for a clock. I think it'd be great. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I'd love a clock. Speed up the games. Everything else has a shot clock. Basketball, football, you know. Hockey has more of a 20. It doesn't really... But baseball, time stands still. Stand still. No bueno. Not a fan. I'm trying to get all my cards together. Four, three, one, two. I got some college football. Oh, I got some. I got some major league baseball here too. Let me see. What did I miss? Oh, I want to get all my major league baseball. I might have missed some. Yeah, T-Mobile, Seattle, 2023 All Star Game. Ryan Braun's retiring. Remember, he had the PED scandal. 2011 NL MVP, 14th season with the Brewers. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, not happening. Not happening at all. Zach Wheeler was going against Taiwan Walker. Zach Plesak was going against Corey Kluber tonight. Yankees are half a game out, as I said. Oakland's three games back. Seattle's four games back. Mets are five games back. Padres are half a game out of a wild card, which is kind of and Ryan Mountcastle, Mount Thursday, with a 3-2 win over the Yankees, hit his 29th home run, broke the O's, rook, Orioles' rookie home run record set by Cal Ripken Jr. in 1982. They said he's not going to, you know, I don't know if he's going to get, he should get consideration for Rookie of the Year, but he tied Cal uh, a record of, think about it, 40 years ago. 39 years ago, I'm sorry. 30, my math, yep, got to gotta work on the math sometimes. But that's pretty awesome. Jets are playing, as I said, Sunday. Former Michigan kicker Quinn Norton expected to be placed on injured reserve with an abdomen injury. They said that they have Nick Folk on the practice squad. He could take over. And since Belichick took over the Pats in 2000, he's 21-6 and six against first-year signal callers. Of the six rookie quarterbacks who have beat Belichick, Ben, Big Ben, Colt McCoy, Russell Wilson, Sanchez, Geno Smith, and Tua, Sanchez won in 2009 and Smith in 2013. When Sanchez won, he won with a rookie coach, Rex Ryan. They had, good, they had better teams around him, and, and so did Smith. And both wins came at in 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 uh, at MetLife. And 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 they, New England was a big favorite going in. And the last time, yeah, a, last time a first year coach and a first year quarterback beat him with 2009 Rex Ryan and Sanchez. Can they do it with? I don't think so, but it's good to know. Becton's gonna get got surgery. He's getting surgery next Wednesday. He's out four to eight weeks. They said Denzel Mims had his best rookie practice. I got into an argument with all these people on Twitter saying he just ran a straight, can't get separation. 
It's not like they have, they have world beaters out there. So Crowder is questionable this week. Uh, you know, I, I, one catch for 40 yards, I, I, I don't know. I think he, they said it might be in, inactive. I don't think so. They're five-point home underdogs against the Pats. Josh Gordon is reapplying to be get reinstated. How many, how many more chances can they give him? I mean, honestly, how many more chances can they give him? Do I have any upset picks for week two? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let me see. NFL week two. Okay, here we go. Okay. We have Raiders Steelers. 49ers Eagles. Texans Browns. Broncos Jaguars. Saints Panthers. Rams Colts. I can see the I can see the Colts beat the Rams. I can see that happening. Very interesting. I read a thing about Frank Reich said that the last four weeks of the season last year, the Eagles were playing for the playoff lives, and he had a backup, a former quarterback at Houston, whose name escapes me right now. He, he had a former backup, you know, former quarterback at Houston, who became his number one receiver, and that guy was, yeah, they were down to, they didn't win the last four games, Greg Ward, and in those four games, he played phenomenal. And Frank Reich said, let's look at that. Let's, you know, don't look at his career. Look at what he did in those four weeks with basically limited wide receivers and everything. And they won four straight wins. They won the NFC East. And that's what got, that's why they made the trade to bring him to play in Indianapolis. Okay, so that's a game. That's, okay, so I'm, I'm, I like the Colts over the Rams. I would take that as an upset. I think the Dolphins could beat the Bills. I think the Bills could start own too. I'm telling you, I think the Bills are very overrated. I think something about the Bills this year. They don't seem like they're they're all firing all cylinders. I guess, okay, what's another one? Yeah, I don't think we saw the real tight end scene last week in the Seahawks. I, I could take that one. Is And I could see the Ravens beat the Chiefs. I really can. I, th I think the Ravens are going to, I think the Ravens can beat the Chiefs. I think the Ravens, Philly over San Fran, yeah. And yeah. And Lions, I think, will give Packers a tough game. I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but I think there's a lot of teams that aren't as good this year as they were last year. I could see any of these games turning. I could see the the Falcons after playing so shitty against the Eagles, tough game. Bengals are gonna have a tough time against the Bears. I think Justin Fields could be playing. The Pats, Jets, Jets have nothing to lose. That game could be tight. I think they all could be tight. Saints, Panthers. That game gets me nervous. You know, Jameis Winston five touchdown passes first game came out like. And the Texans played like Texans are playing with house money, and the Browns should have beaten the should have beaten the the Chiefs last week, and they didn't. And the Niners should have lost, you know, almost blew it against the Lions last week, and the Eagles had an easy win. And the Raiders, Raiders Steelers look great against the Bills. I don't know, you know, yeah, I think every game is a toss up. I, I'm not I'm not feeling great. If I was in one of those uh, knockout pools, I'd be a little nervous right now. And and who do I say this? Ross Tucker said that Daniel Jones is fast, smart, tough, accurate, strong arm, hardworking, high character. Yet I still don't know if he's good. He's a quarterback conundrum. I don't know if he's a quarterback conundrum. He can, he's very fast. I still think he, he's accurate, but he makes a lot of bad throws to me a lot of the times. And I, I, I you know, and you know, one guy brought up that Ben McAdoo. You know, he pointed Eli. You know, moving on after 2017. And that was the right move at the time. He was on the way down. They didn't do it. It said that they thought they'd have one more run with him. 2016, you know, with Ben McAdoo, they're 11 5. And since that pick picture, they have been 18 and 49. Remember, they got the, after the, before the playoff game, 
they went down to Florida. They took all these pictures. OBD sitting, uh, OBJ sitting on a, uh, a luxury boat. So think about this: 2016, lost a wild card game to the to the Packers. They were six nothing. It was seven six. Randall Cobb, Hail Mary at the end. It half made it fourteen six. They lost thirty eight thirteen. They never came back. Beckham had four catches for twenty eight yards. He was never the same player again. They went three and thirteen in 2017, five and eleven in 2018. They went four and twelve in 2019, and six and ten last season. And and Joe Judge says we will play fundamentally sound. We will not beat ourselves. He said we're better today than we were four days ago. We didn't win, but we're better. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, just bad. Yeah, you know people they were irate. People want them to peace out, Gumbo Chef. Peace out, my man. You know, less than three years ago, most Giant fans were all right when they took Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, and now they just got beat by Haskins' fourth successor, and that was the first time that Daniel Jones ever lost to the Washington football team uh, by an undrafted free agent named Taylor Heineke who played at Old Dominion. Yeah, and they lost Gates, their captain, who played 100% of the snaps last season with a lower leg injury. He's done for the season. Yeah, and the first scripted series, first, first series, boom, touchdown. That was it. That was the best series of the game. Yeah. Crazy. And then you had Terry McLaurin, who had six catches for 60 yards in the first half, 10 for 101 a touchdown on 13 targets. Nick Gates, it sucks. Really sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. And Barkley came in with 476 yards and three touchdowns in two games at, at uh, FedEx Field. He's not there yet. He's not even close. And OBJ isn't going to play this week against the Texans to keep to rehabilitating the, the knee. They really don't need him. They should have won week one, as I said. You have uh, Rashard Higgins averaging 16 in reception. Landry, a safety net. Donovan Peoples-Jones of Home Michigan stand out 21.7 yards a reception. You got Nick Chubb. They don't, they don't need him. They don't need him at all. And how about this? Bama players in the NFL, 54 players on active rosters week one including the most or tied for the most at running back, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and defensive back. 14 row for Alabama. They lead the most players in the NFL. You have the dump with 50, LSU with 47. Michigan is tied with 34 with Clemson and Iowa, and Texas has 29. But 54 Alabama players in the NFL right now. Gerald McCoy, second season in a row. The uh, knee injury, Monday Night Football. Dam- Damien Square replaced him on the roster. You had starting guard Denzel Good, who tried, who suffered a torn ACL, tried to play, couldn't do it, and had to, you know, unbelievable. I'm not sure if Richie Cognito can make it back with the, with the calf injury. The calf injury is serious, man. You know, you get that, it's all over. And uh, Cleland Farrell, who with the 2019 number four overall pick, was a healthy scratch. Now he's gonna have to play this this week. Carl Nassib had the, that, that was a crazy game. You thought they got the touchdown at at the end, but they really screwed it up. They had a delay of game penalty where they were going for a field goal. They had to go five yards back. Then they get the, you thought they got the touchdown. And then they said it was a bad pass by Carl. No, it went through his, it went through his receiver's hands, hit a Raven in the head, went in, a uh, guy caught it, ran it out. And then Lamar Jackson has his second turnover fumble of the day, of the day. Carl Nassib was the one who had the, created the fumble, caused the fumble. And they, yeah, it was it was it was crazy, man. And then they they did a blitz, wide open touchdown, and they end up winning the game in overtime. And Harris's buddy has season tickets, which I was talking to Scott about. Where Scott said, "This is crazy. 
the stadium only is 2,500. This is what Teddy, I'm sorry, Teddy told me this. My cousin Teddy told me 2,500 parking spaces when they're supposed to have 16,000. And I think, and he told me, he read in an article in the LA Times that a guy had to pay 50, it was $52 for a Uber ride. He walked 2.8 miles to the stadium. When someone went for a concert, they had to pay $42 for an Uber ride because there's no parking around the stadium. And Yannick Ngahu got a hamstring injury, but he's going to come back. And Carl Nassib and Max Crosby was in the backfield all goddamn day. And Joe Burrow is said his knee was a little sore for Sunday's game, but right now he feels better than he did during camp. The Ravens have rushed for 100-plus yards in 40 consecutive games. So the next longest active streak is seven with the Patriots and Bears. Yeah. And and at the end of the game, did they not understand? Jeff Schwartz said they let the Riders drive down the field in two plays with no timeouts for a game time field goal. Carlson kicked from 55 yards. I don't know what happened there. But they let him go right down and send it to overtime. Should never went to overtime. Ravens should have won that game. It, it was bad. Yeah, and Tyson Williams got the most targets since Lamar Jackson became a starter. He, I sometimes I think he throws a terrible ball, and then he throws a beautiful. Throws, then he throws a beautiful pass, and he just he's, he keeps plays going. Justin Tucker, forty-eight straight in the fourth quarter, and you know I was trying to watch. I it got it was too much. You know, geek talking, football geek talking by uh, Eli and Peyton. But then I missed Ed Barkley on. And then they had Russell Wilson who said, you know, the overtime, which is 10 minutes, he said, no one scores. We, You know, he said, he said, try, how about penalty field goals as a replacement? I love it. Like, uh, you know, like they have a shootout in hockey. Penalty field goals. Yeah. Mike Tomlin has been an undergrowth. Underdog 58 times, covered 66% of the time, and went 30 outright. Yeah. Roethlisberger got rid of a ball in 2.3 seconds. Running backs had nowhere to go. Defense, special teams won the game. That's why I'm telling you, I think the Raiders can go in and steal one. The Jags lost on Sunday, Mark. The first time ever that Trevor Lawrence lost a regular season game. He was 69-1. He's 69-1. He went 38-0 in high school, 31-0 at Clemson. Never lost a regular season game. It's going to be a lot more of those. I heard that Meyer, Urban Meyer, is really grading on his players and his coaching staff. And I don't know. I guess we'll see how this works out. But he, they said he's going to finish with more losses than he had seven years at Ohio State with the dumpy at nine. Maybe more of the 15 games he lost in six years at Florida. Yeah. They're playing Denver next week, which, you know, and then the follow up with Arizona. Ch- Chandler, Chandler Jones had five sacks this past week. Even J.J. Watt was blown away by him. Yeah. And I love Rodrigo Blankenship. He had a picture with D.K. Metcalf. He said, yeah, we both played in the, the same sport. And, yes, we're both pretty dang good at it. You know, he's a kicker. And D.K. Metcalf's built like a diesel. And Saints, seven coaches aren't going to be available for the game. And Michael Thomas, who's on the physically unable to perform list, he also is on the COVID list. Kenny Stills is going to be signed to the practice squad. He's probably going to play. Yeah, and Eli Manning asked Travis Kelsey about getting open and route running. And Kelsey said, the best is, if it's right before the play, I'll look at Pat and give him the eye and like, yeah, I'm about to make some shit up right here. <laughs> and Mostert, done. He got a second opinion. He's not playing this year. And Justin Herbert, I know Jason would love this, grades uh, start the season atop the first and second year quarterbacks weekly. He's the only one to get an A in week one. Trevor Lawrence enters week two at the bottom. 
Demarcus Lawrence is going to miss several weeks of broken foot. He's also coming off off-season back surgery that caused him to miss most of the preseason. And I didn't know this. So, you know, Michael Strahan got 22 and a half sacks back in 2001 when, you know, when uh, Brett Favre went down. So he got that last sack, which is a bullshit sack. But actually, back in 1978, a rookie for the Lions got 23 sacks. Al Baker. Unofficial, he's the unofficial view. Sacks weren't, weren't, weren't uh, official stat then. 23 sacks. He was AP Rookie of the Year that season. He had, a, he had 131 sacks in 13 seasons with the Lions, Cards, Browns, and Vikings. Made three Pro Bowls and had an All-Pro selection. He's 21 on the career list unofficially. He played at Colorado State. Was, was put into uh, Colorado State's Athletic Hall of Fame in 91. He teamed with All-American Mike Bell to make a 1-2 punch on the defense that helped the Colorado Rams go 9-2-1 in 77. You won't find his name on Colorado State's sack, le sack leaders because the NCAA didn't begin counting the stat officially until 2000. And Colorado State's sack totals prior to that are accumulated through a variety of unofficial records. Thank you, Kevin Little, Fort Collins, Colorado. And Jason Kelsey dyed his hair blonde because he lost a bet to Zach Ertz. Kelsey was convinced Ertz would be traded by week one. Didn't happen. Did not happen. All right, I got some football. Yeah, I got more football here. Yesterday was Mahomes' birthday, and Bobby Bobby Straub, who, who, who works with him, does a lot of his, you know, helps with his balance and all that stuff, arm strength, said 14 more years until we reach your prime. You know, because look at Brady says, now I'm going to play until 50. Yeah, CJ Board had the had the holding penalty, and then JD 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 McKissie at TD. No one was near him. No one touched him. It was a terrible play. Giants Harris was like, that's ridiculous. Devontae Freeman is now on the active roster for the Ravens with Tyson Williams, who is from Sumter, South Carolina, and Latavius Murray. T uh, t Williams scored his first NFL touchdown Monday. Jalen Hurts has more regular season 300-yard passing games too. In five career starts, and Lamar Jackson has one in 38 career starts. And Hurts, number two jersey, number two in jersey sales after week one. Makes sense. Eagle fans are going crazy. I train one of the one of the one of the kids I train, his dad is a he said the fan Eagle, he's an Eagle fan. They're already going crazy. And Michael Irvin can't believe L. Collins missed seven drug tests. How the fuck do you miss seven? I can see one, seven? Dude, what are you doing? Get your shit together. Yeah, Saquon gets his own shoe. Nike Air Trainer 3 includes personal logo and jersey number. I feel like you got to earn earn that, right? You got to earn earn that stuff. He didn't earn it, in my opinion. I mean, no, no. Kenyon Drake's going to play. Josh Jacobs this weekend's out against Pittsburgh. Toe and ankle. Didn't look good last week. Yeah, not good at all. John Gruden on the Monday Night Football win said, Felt like a cat after OT win. Felt like I died and woke up. I had multiple lives. 33-27 over the Ravens Monday night. That was a great And then a Thursday night great game. And uh, Marshawn Lattimore just got the new deal with the Saints week to week. He had surgery Tuesday to repair a chip bone in his thumb. I mean, these guys, unbelievable surgeries and everything. And Packers, Zadarius Smith, who had a great season last year, on IR, lingering back issue. Lamar versus Mahomes, Sunday Night Football. Saints week two and three, they're going to practice. They've been practicing at TCU. Then home, they're going to be Carolina this week, New England next week. And Kyle Van Noy. The linebacker for the Pats is out against the Jets. 
Yeah. I, Harris wants to watch the game. I don't think I think it's going to be ugly and over very fast. Now we have Bama at the Swamp. It should be an event. Oh, Nimmo is playing for the Mets. Um, oh, UCF is playing Louisville. Tomorrow's going to be 9 degrees warmer here in New York. Good. This is the first time the programs have played Bama and Florida since... Two programs have played the Swamp since 2011. And it's number 11, Florida, and number one against number one, Bama. Bama's a 14.5-point favorite. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, backup Florida quarterback. No, I, I can't see it. Yeah. Dan Mullen and uh, Saban have combined for 38 seasons as SEC head coaches. Florida has visited Tuscaloosa since the dying days of the Will Muschamp regime in 2014. Georgia still hasn't played Texas A&M since the Aggies joined the league in 2012. They won't until 2024. And they've played only once back in 2019. Oh, they haven't played at Texas A&M. They're not going to play there until 2024. They met in 2019. So when they go to 16, te 16 teams with o Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to go to an eight, probably an eight-game season or a nine-game league season, whereas the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to play more inter- Oh, look who's joined us today. Michigan just joined the show. I thought she was busy with... She was busy. She is... Yeah, so I said, all right. But there's a lot of buzz with them coming. They said the same kind of buzz when Auburn came to Gainesville in 2019. This is what they called an event. And Tigers ha hadn't been in Gainesville since 2007. That's what they're saying. The games, there's too much... If they, When they get to the, the conference eight-game schedule, that there won't be such a long wait for these teams to play each other, which they should play. It shouldn't be 12 years. It shouldn't be going to the swamp once every 10 years. That's ridiculous. It should, it should rekindle these, you know, the, the rival between Auburn and Florida goes back to 2000, and, I'm sorry, 1912. That's a long time. Pete Thamel from Yahoo. Clay Helton, after I did my last show, he's gone. Now I've hear, heard that it could, they might go after um, Stoops, uh, Luke, the, the Cincinnati coach, the hell's his name? No, weird. Yeah, Luke Fickle might be. Bob Stoops. The top five coaching jobs. This is, I read the athletics. If you don't get it's a great site. The top five coaching jobs in America, Bama, The Dump, Georgia, Texas, and LSU. I don't know if LSU is the top, the fifth. This was 100 coaches and staffers. And an OSU fan, I saw Ohio State, the Ohio State fan, Lost a bet, and he had to get an Oregon duck on his leg. Douchebag. What a douchebag. And the D1 Oversight Committee, considering one-year waiver that would allow programs to go over yearly 25-player signing limit because, you know, with COVID and everything, you're going to need extra players. And I can't make this. There's a picture of a Florida State player while the Jacksonville State players on Labor Day, was it, was it, wait, I'm sorry, on Sunday, day before Labor Day, were celebrating, Jacksonville State were, were on Doak Walker Field, were celebrating, a Florida State player was proposing to his girlfriend. I mean, he lost the game, but he proposed to... Hope she said yes. Hope she said yes. Yeah. And Auburn is going to wear white helmets, white jerseys, white pants. They're going to, I guess, thanks Cole Kubelik for the whiteout game at Penn State. Only the, Auburn will, will visit a Big Ten school for the second time. They visited Wisconsin in 1931. And... Tigers will be the second SEC team Penn State has hosted as a member of the Big Ten. Alabama did in 2011. If I remember correctly, 2011. Did Bama kick their ass? Did they win that game? 2011, Alabama, Penn State. 
AJ McCarron. I, I thought, yeah, Bama won 27-11. Trent Richardson. Wow. Yeah. He's not even playing in the league anymore. And Penn State quarterback Steve, Sean Clifford at home against Power 5 teams, 54% passing completion, 240 yards per game, 19-10 sound, six interceptions. And James Franklin wants it loud. And he said he will also be providing throat lozenges for all fans who lose their voice. He's calling on Halls. How could they not? Halls should make a, a deal right there. It's out there. And how? I know this is a no-bueno for Hal, but Steve Sarkeesian is now 11-23 and 23 as a head coach in True Road Games. You suck. And SEC fans might want to think twice about storming the field after a big win. They find Arkansas 100,000 after their 41-20 win over Texas on Saturday. The school's second event. A third result, third offense, $250,000. That's some shekels. That's some serious sh shekels. Champions League, have an, now soccer, they haven't had a repeat champion since Real Madrid in 2016-2017. And Carissa Moore, back-to-back -back world championships in surfing. She is the 2020 Rip Curl World Surf Surfing League Finals champion. And she was a 2021 Olympic gold medalist. Good going, Carissa Moore. That makes five world titles for the Hawaiian. The NBA is talking about doing an in-season tournament. I'm not. I'm okay with that. With prizes of $1 million per player for the winning team. WNBA did that where the Storm won $30,000 per player. You can see where the, the, the discrepancy, the disparity in money. $30,000 per player at WNBA. NBA, $1 million per player. And $10,000 for the runner-up. It would be an 18... Contest, 18 contests featuring three single elimination rounds. League officials also discussed incentivizing players with donations to players' charities, particularly social justice-oriented ones. Draft picks could also be put at stake. Uh, so an 18 place the top 18. I'm okay with it. And Lisa Byington is now the first female full-time TV play-by-play -play announcer for the Bucks. She's worked saw Fox. She's worked all over the place. And now she, I thought that was awesome. And Kelly Olnick has been making over $10 million a year since 2017-2018. Just signed for three years, $37 million with the Bucks. And people said, don't consider him an average. I watched, they were showing him a pickup game. He's just drilling. I mean, these, none of these guys are average. And Dante Exum, who was a high draft pick kid out of Australia, signed with the Rockets. Played another 24 games last season, but he did did play in the Olympics where Australia went for the bronze, nine points, three assists in Tokyo. Could be coming back. And this new, I, I'm shocked. So Inglewood, they're moving out of Staples Center. The, they think they'll be built by 2024, a new, a new Intuit Arena in Inglewood for the Clippers. 23 year naming rights, 500 million, 22 million a season. The richest naming rights deal for NBA franchise in history. The 18,000 seed arena will open in 2024, and they're going to have a circular, like, electronic uh, uh, scoreboard. I mean, it looks, the pictures look, the rendering of it looks amazing. And you have WNBA tonight. Vegas clinches a double bye with a win or a Minnesota loss. Phoenix clinches a single bye with a win and a win by either Minnesota or Chicago. Seattle clinches a single bye with a win. So the Suns got, Connecticut Sun got number one seed. But mostly the MVP contender, John Claude Jones. They're currently, so the Mystics have the A spot, but the LA Sparks and Liberty are hot on their tails. And the Mystics 
again they're playing tonight the they're playing right now the the Liberty up, Liberty are up by six. I'm sorry, up, up, up by eight with 3.43 left. So this would be a big win for them. Yeah, so this would be a big win. So they're, a, they're I don't know how they could catch them. They're a game and a half behind the Mystics. Oh, then they have to win, and I think the Mystics have to lose another game and they could be in the playoffs, but that's going to be tight. And next year's clash for NASCAR is going to be LA Coliseum. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, th this, 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 I found this very interesting. Um, oh, look, oh, wait, I, I, I had some college football. Did I do all my college football? Yeah, I did all my college football. NBA Mavs signed Frank Nilakina. There's a new W Slam magazine. I thought that was very cool. Redbird Capital Partners in advanced talks to invest in Spring Hill Company, the media and entertainment firm backed by LeBron James. And I thought the Nets had a full-time play-by-play, but Sarah Kustak only does the Nets game on Yes, which they don't have all the games on Yes. And Aaron Gordon for the Nuggets got four years, 92 million, player ops for 2025-26. Steph Curry is an insider at the Ryder Cup. We'll cover the Ryder Cup for NBC because his media company inked a wide-ranging deal with NBA Universal. I know everybody's excited about that. Golf. Put me to sleep, folks. Coach K's final game, home game, will be March 5th against UNC. They also signed five-star point guard Caleb Foster. And UNC lands five-star center, 2022 number 12 prospect Vince Iwuchukwu over Baylor, Kansas, and UCLA. I thought that was pretty cool. And what else? Okay. Now, supposedly... Cornhole is trying. We like to say that we're the only sport that can be played at another professional or college sporting event. The portability of our game is unique, and obviously we want to make cornhole an Olympic sport. This is founder Stacy Moore. 120,000 players, more than 30,000 tournaments, including at the top-level American Cornhole League Pro Division, where a maximum of 256, 256 players compete for winnings drawn from a $1 million prize pool. Play Cornhole has three major network TV deals, ESPN, NBC Sports, and a weekly 7 p.m. Saturday Night Championship on CBS. A regular uh, broadcast gets 400,000 viewers, which is on par for a local baseball team, would get at a cable network for a typical game. You know, how about beer pong? Because beer pong is a portable game. You can take it anywhere. Cornhole is an Olympic sport. Yeah, okay. And the Night Commission... Is an intercollegiate athlete, on intercollegiate athletics is an independent group with a legacy of leading reforms that strengthen the educational mission of college sports. By the late 1990s, the NCAA had enacted a majority of the commissioner's recommendations to strengthen academic standards and improve athletics governance. Now, the Knight Commission thinks it's appropriate to give the revenue generated by campus athletic workers to the ad academic side of the university rather than the campus athletic workers responsible for producing it. Do you feel this is a yes or no for you? Now, I feel the, the players are making, you know, that's who, you know, they're not going to school for the top, I guess, physics professor, but the professors are important also. But I feel if, if all that money's being generated from TV revenue and all that stuff, it has to go to the players. I mean, I can see some going to academics, but that's what, br that br that's what brings kids into school. I'm sorry, it's not, it's not your physics teacher. It really isn't. It's, it's that a lot of it's your, your sports teams. 
and USA Gymnastics, the FBI, turned a blind eye as hundreds of athletes were abused by a team doctor. Simone Biles said during emotional testimony before Congress, McKellen Maloney said the FBI minimized and disregarded her, with disregarded her when she reported the abuse by Larry Nassar. It, and, and that they women have to go up and, and relive that traumatic experience. Disgusting. I, I just was like, that's, that's bullshit. Now this, I'm going to end with this. Someone wrote, is it true that the Turtles from the 1976 Rocky are still alive and living with Sylvester Sloan? They are alive, but they are not living. This is as of 2019. I saw this on, I think it's Quora.com. The two Turtles are female red-eared sliders. They can live into their 40s and sometimes beyond. They were about five years old when they were lent to the production from the actual pet shop featured in the film J&M Tropical Fish. Joseph Marks was the original owner. He has told the Philadelphia Inquirer that they were still living in the now-closed pet shop and being cared for by his nephew, John Stewart. They returned to the screen in Creed II, and they are still called Cuff and Link, presuming they're still alive. So as of 2019, Cuff and Link were still alive. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a cute thing to end it with. Mets are losing 2-1. Yeah. Vadi Guerrero hit his 46th home run. Vaccines required for non-playing personnel to gain access to fields, other restricted areas. So they're changing the COVID-19 protocols for postseason. MLB will require managers, coaches, athletic trainers, and non other non-playing personnel to get the COVID-19 vaccine in order to gain access to the field. Oh, so if you haven't received it, you can, if you, you can receive one dose of Moderna prior to October 4th and have a second dose scheduled, sources add. The first playoff game, the American League Wild Card, is scheduled for October 5th. Yankees are so Mystics are Liberty are up by nine over the Mystics. That's a good sign. The Twins are up on the Blue Jays. That's good for the Yankees. The Rays are losing to the Tigers. That's good for the Yankees. Phillies up on the Mets, and the Yankees are up two nothing. Bottom of the six on the Indians. That's good for the Yankees. We have football tonight. Let's see, did I miss any scores tonight? US, UCF and Louisville's 14-14. All right. I've talked enough today. I love Michigan on the show and also Rhonda. Let's get to some trivia questions. Scott was asking me the trivia question. Okay, last show's trivia question, which I thought was a good one. Gumbo Chef didn't get it either. Okay. What NBA player had the most wins with one franchise and what NBA player had the... Most losses with one franchise. Tim Duncan had 1,001 wins with the Spurs. And Reggie Miller of the Pacers had 622 career losses. The most losses with one NBA team. Today's trivia question is... What is the Nets franchise record for most free throws without a miss in a game? What's the Nets franchise record for most free throws made in a game without a miss? I want to send my love to Michigan. Happy birthday, Mrs. S. yesterday. Send my love to my parents. I'm glad I was able to spend Yom Kippur with them. Gumbo Chef, great workout on Wednesday. Carol, let me tell you something about Carol. 
Carol was checking in on me today because she wanted to see how I was doing. I had some stomach problems and I had to stop taking some medication. She was concerned that if I stopped taking that medication, that it was going to cause that I wanted. She wanted to make sure I was feeling okay, and that to me made me feel like a million bucks. I hope you're all well. Have a great weekend. I'm going to go watch. I'm, I'm watching episode three of Sex Education on Netflix, and I'm also watching Chicago uh, Party and Party Animal or something on Netflix. It's animated. They're stupid funny. All right. I cannot watch Ted Lasso without Michigan. It's been discussed. And I have to wait for her to watch season two of Morning Show. And What If was a pretty good episode, the last one, with uh, the Wakanda dude. I don't remember his name. All right? Giants, 0-2, fifth straight year in the row. Jets, definitely losing on Sunday. And Bama is going to blow out Florida. You heard it here first. Big time. Peace out. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Adios, amigos.